0: hey everybody it's brennan uh real quick at the top of the show um wanted to make a quick little note so during the podcast i refer to cj williams a lot i what i meant to say was caleb williams obviously cj williams was a wide receiver on the usc trojans last year um but during the show yeah obviously i'm talking about caleb williams so just wanted a real quick note that and hope you all enjoy the show Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode two of Off the Bench with Brennan and Dallin. I'm Brennan. And I'm Dallin. And we are super excited to get in going into this second episode. Um, so first off, just want to thank everybody who has downloaded and listened to the podcast. We really appreciate just everyone's support. It's been awesome to kind of see... Um, the other thing too is we want to highlight. So in addition to the podcast, it's on Spotify and we'll get it out to other apps as well. Um, but we also have created our Instagram page. So it's off the bench BND. Um, there we're going to be posting just kind of updates of the show. We also want to get just obviously... Um, Activity. If people have questions, you can email us, but you also can um, message us directly there on Instagram, and we'll be getting more posts and we'll be getting uh, more interaction with everybody. But episode today, we really want to focus on. Like, I think we talked about last week, but we really wanted to focus on the Cardinals. Um, want to focus on the upcoming draft, but also kind of take a a look back at just the history of the Cardinals drafts class. Um, look at free agency with the Cardinals. It's kind of everything to do with Cardinals, but. We did really quick because tonight, today is Wednesday, the 29th of March, and tonight KD is back. So, Dallin, kind of what are your thoughts on, on finally? We got three games of KD, he's gone for, I think, 10 or 11 games, and now he's finally back.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of deja vu, um, honestly. Like, obviously, when we traded for him, he was injured at the time, and we did a lot of waiting to see him in a son's uniform. So it was it was awesome to to kind of get to see him at least you know for those three games and then he gets hurt again so I don't know just get a little bit of déjà vu but I'm excited I, I think uh, this team is is really trying to gear up for a playoff push so it couldn't happen at a better time especially with how tight the West race is so looking forward to it
0: yeah I definitely agree I think. Well, I was hoping, obviously, we would have played a lot better. I think without KD, we were like 3-6, and 3-7. and seven. We weren't great, but luckily, everyone else kind of sucked around us. The teams ahead of us were better, and they still yes. played great. Yes. But everyone behind us didn't come ahead and, and overtake us.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think I think it actually worked out in our favor. Obviously, like you said, like we really didn't play that well, but we actually didn't end up really losing ground. I mean, I know the Clippers were, were starting to catch us, and had, you know, if we lose a couple more games, we might be in a little bit more danger, but overall, I think it, it it's worked out in our favor. And then now getting him back, I think we're poised poised to uh, to really make a run.
0: Yeah, uh, we're a half game up on the on the Clippers. We have a game left with the Clippers. Um and so that's going to be a huge game. We have a, we have a really tough end of the schedule. We I think we only have we play OKC again and last week I was thinking like, okay, OKC that's a good win. Yeah shay sga has been on a tear on an I think, insane I think, tear i think the
1: thunder are kind of an underrated team i think people people are kind of writing them off but they're they can be a dangerous team
0: yeah i mean they're in a great spot to make to to make it to the playoffs i mean at least to make it to the playing game um so you you kind of have that so realistically the only real kind of cakewalk game we have is the spurs like that's it like KD's coming back tonight <laughs> yeah. against Minnesota. I know Minnesota has a lot of guys who are injured or day-to-day, so we'll see who ends up actually playing. Yeah. And I really hope that we can kind of build a lead. He doesn't have to play too much because the game on Friday is way bigger. Is Friday or Saturday, it's, it's the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. And it's a huge, huge game.
1: Yeah. No, I, I tend to agree. I tend to not get too overly excited um, I mean obviously I know with KD coming back it kind of changes the d- dynamic of the team um, one thing that I was listening to I, I listened to 98.7 quite a bit and I listened to Bickley and Murata shout out to them that's that's my favorite show yeah. uh, they were talking a little bit about the um, insertion of Kevin Durant into this lineup and what they were saying is that they hope that the bench still plays the way that they're capable of playing yep. Um because there has been moments where KD's getting some run with the bench and not necessarily with the starters or you know the starters are sitting a little bit more and KD's kind of out there with a few bench players and allowing the bench players to still make shots still be part of the offense and not just watch KD operate with the ball in his hands you know
0: yeah definitely yeah it's going to be the the good thing and i think it's KD's proven this every time he's come back from injury over the past few years like he doesn't take there's no ramp up time there's no like okay he needs a couple games to get back I and mean, he immediately comes back and he's playing at an all nba level so i think that bodes well for us and i think that bodes well for just the team in general to get that cohesion back and realistically the fact that he came back earlier than i think expected you hear two to three weeks be reevaluated always ends up being a month month and a half so the fact that usually yes yeah and so the fact that he came back even sooner than that time frame it, it proves i think that he he's feeling healthy um Probably not feeling rushed because we were able to keep that four spot. So I think that bodes well. I think he is not just hey, okay. We got to get him back soon because we might miss the playoffs. Um, so no, I think I think that's a good sign. It's gonna be exciting to see. Just fingers crossed he stays healthy the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah we're definitely <laughs> definitely crossing all the fingers. Definitely.
0: Um,
1: so that was a so that was a quick little uh, recap of the old episode and. A, uh, a little preview of, of Kevin Durant's home debut tonight, which we're definitely looking forward to. But um, now we kind of wanted to get into the meat of what we we're going to talk about today in the Cardinals drafts, um, specifically the last few years um, of drafts that the Cards have had and and s- leading up to this um, this year's NFL draft, um, what the Cardinals should do, kind of what our thoughts and opinions are. Um, we'll let Brendan start off here.
0: Yeah, so so looking at the draft, obviously you have to look at what they've done in free agency first. You gotta see, okay, who have we lost? Who do we need? And this year we've lost a ton of dudes. So kind of last year we talked last week we talked about it. We lost Zach Allen, who I feel like was really coming on. And to kind of preface this too, um, this I didn't realize the Cardinals were in such bad shape financially. Like Mm -hmm. I never I've never thought the Cardinals has always been like a financially capped team. I always feel like, okay, we had moves to make. But the biggest thing is that we had a projected twenty five point one million. That then I think through maybe cuts and such, that it raised up to thirty three million um, to spend. So it's a, it's a decent chunk of change. The biggest thing I think what they were hoping for, and then what hasn't come to fruition, is D Hop not getting traded. He, I don't know if teams are waiting to after the draft if they want to keep their draft capital or just what's going on if they don't like who they get. But he would get us roughly an extra $30 million in cap space that we just don't have that I think has really hampered who we've been able to try to re-sign. Because again, we lost Zach Allen, who signed a $47.75 million deal with them for three years. So annually, that's $15 million. So if you think about, we had 33000000 million, we we're going to spend half on Zach Allen. We lost Byron Murphy to Minnesota, who signed a pretty reasonable $17.5 million deal. And I do a little research, I, I never felt like Brian Murphy was, people were considering him like, Oh, this is an elite cornerback. Mm-hmm. But like, you look at some of his numbers. Especially there was uh, the numbers. It was against Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup again, top one, two receiving the league, held them under eighty yards. I think both games. Now yeah. again, Rams had a lot of problems, but nobody else was doing that. He was torching everybody else when he played, except when he was against Brian Murphy. So I mean, you look at two there, two guys on the defense, both just gone.
1: No, yeah, I I'm particularly. Sad to see Zach Allen and Byron Murphy go. Um, I think they were a couple of key pieces on our defense, at least a couple of the bright spots. I'd say. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, like like we talked in the last podcast, I think Zach Allen was learning a lot under J.J. Watt and was really coming to, into his own. So that was a that's a big hit on the defensive line. And like you were saying, Byron Murphy, he he showed more than just a few times. He showed that he can be a lockdown corner. He can be a number one cornerback on a defense Um, um, especially on like we said Cooper Cup but there was a few other few other kind of big names that he was able to hold to hold in check or to to hold his own you know so those are some some key pieces that that we ended up losing that I I don't I don't see any I mean up until this point no moves have been made to really replace them so that's that kind of leads into Okay, so are they looking toward the draft to try to maybe just draft younger players to kind of insert into those roles um, rather than relying on free agents to come in and and do some sort of patchwork um, job on the defense, you know?
0: Yeah, and and just looking at like who who else is available. So looking at just like free agents out there. And the problem is is we can't really overpay dudes because we don't have a ton of money. Right. And it's like, guys aren't dying to come here. So it's like, if you think, okay, well you have Leonard Floyd's out there, Ed Rusher for last season on the Rams. Did he Clowney again, didn't have the greatest season, but it's a name. Well, those guys aren't coming to, to Arizona. They're not winning anything. So we can't give them a huge contract. Uh, you have cornerbacks, you have Marcus Peters, Shaquille Sha- Griffin, Griffin. Uh, Rocky Sin, Ronald Darby. I mean, dudes who are under 30, still in their prime. But I just don't think we're going to get them because uh, why Why are they coming here? We're not going to win the Super Bowl. We're not going to compete for the next couple of years. So it's like these guys, We and again, we, we're not going to also overpay these guys because we'll talk about it a little bit later. Like we got um, Kyler's deal kicking in next year. So it's really, I don't know. I feel like, like you said, I think it's definitely looking towards the draft to try to replace a lot of these guys. And as I was looking over their roster, like they have, I mean, we talked about it, but then doing just more research, it's realistically like they could, we need somebody at almost every position. I mean, outside of maybe quarterback. And the thing is, I still think we need more linebackers, but we spent what, the past three out of the past two, not so not last year, but two years ago and then the year before that, first round pick, Isaiah Simmons, first back, pass, Xavier Collins. Like they're okay, but it's like, are we gonna invest? more top draft picks into linebackers that just haven't hit
1: which oh I'm piggybacking off of that I mean I did see so we have we do have a couple of linebackers coming in so they they signed this Kaiser White from Philadelphia yeah I saw that I think I think he is a good player Um, I think he he did well in the the defensive scheme that the Eagles had going on so I think he he'll be a good veteran voice um, in the locker room there And then I did see that we signed a couple of of linebackers, uh, this Josh Woods from Detroit and then Chris Barnes from Green Bay. None of them are, you know, these household splashy names. So I think at this point they're kind of just filling out the roster um, just with low-end, low-budget names. Uh, yeah, yeah, to avoid spending all that money, and then looking toward the draft to maybe getting a couple younger players that they can learn from these veterans that they're signing. You know.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I do like the Chris, the Kaiser White <coughs> signing. Two years, ten million, um, guaranteed six million. I, I like that signing because he did play well. He's twenty six, so he's young. I mean, obviously, he's been on a Super Bowl team, mm-hmm. team that knows how to play. He's also coming over with gannon who was his defensive coordinator so i think it's someone that he knows really well obviously there's a good connection between the two because if if white knows him enough to go okay i like the scheme i like the coaching i like the coaching style and then gannon also looking like hey i like this guy this is a guy i think would be a, would be an integral piece of the team and he's and white's actually had a pretty i mean he, he's moved around the league a little bit but he has 388 sacks um Sorry, not sacks, geez, 380 tackles. So, I mean, he's definitely a tackling machine. He's been in yes. the league for since 2018. So, he's definitely someone I think will help. Um, and, again, he's young. So, it's not like it's a 32-year-old guy who's yes. just looking for his last contract.
1: Yes, no. I, and that's why it that kind of gives me hope that that he'll be a good, good. Uh, what is it, Six six or seven years in the league now? Um, yeah. So that he'll be a good veteran voice, especially for Zayvon Collins for Isaiah Simmons. Who, I mean, they're no slouches. You know, they've been in the league now a few years. They're they they've gotten their feet wet. Um, I've I've liked what I've seen from them at times, and I think there was other times where they're still a little bit you know green in the ears and they're little little mistakes that they're learning or that they they made. But that's how you learn. You know, you get yeah. playing time, you make those mistakes, you have somebody maybe like a Kaiser White or. In some cases, you can have a JJ Watt or somebody on your defense who can pass along knowledge, pass along tips, pass along these different things that that help you learn on in your journey in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I agree. the The one guy I kind of hope we we bring back, and I don't think, and I don't think he's he's signed anywhere, is Marcus Golden. I, I always like I love Marcus Golden when he was first with the car, with the Cards. I like him when he came back. He's 32 years old, so again, he's kind of you're looking maybe like a one, two year deal. Yeah. But he's someone I really kind of hope that we that we can bring back at a reasonable price because I just think he's a solid player. I think again, he's kind of that veteran voice.
1: Yes, and I've I've liked him in in situations where we already had a dominant pass rusher you know for example like yep. the first time we had him we had Chandler Jones yeah Chandler Jones demanded so much attention it allowed Marcus Golden to play a little bit more free play a little bit more his style get to the quarterback and then he ended up being our second leading sack uh, sack leader um, yep on the defense with JJ Watt too it kind of showed a little bit he he was able to get a few more sacks i, I don't think he would be the main uh pass rusher that everyone's really going to pay attention to but he really benefits from one of those other Premier pass rushers That he can like Kind of tag team with
0: Yeah And if you think If we can get Will Anderson If if we can get him in If we can draft Will Anderson You kind of feel like Okay maybe that's a good Little one two combo again Someone from Will Anderson To learn from If Will Anderson Turns out to be Kind of what I think A lot of people expect him to be yeah. You have a guy Who can be that Premier pass rusher And that's You slot in Marcus Golden Right next to him And that's huge
1: that's that would be ideal um and i did i was seeing that the defensive line so we we lost zach allen michael dogby and tristan hill which the last the other Mike dogby and hill were they played here and there they you know weren't any starters by any means or playing a lot of a ton of snaps but those are three pieces from the defensive line that have signed elsewhere have have left yep so we did i mean we did sign kevin strong from the titans on a one-year deal and then LJ Collier from the Seahawks on a one-year deal and that's the other thing that I wanted to, to say too is that a lot of these signings are all just one-year two-year deals which yeah. is telling me that it's just they're just patching things together just to get by basically yeah and fill holes so that they can just be set for this year and then already start looking toward the future
0: yeah and i think that's why i think that's why this year has been a pretty quiet on on the free agency front where not going out having these huge signings it's because it's just hey we're looking to reload so we don't want to yep. saddle ourselves with a three four-year contract 60 million dollars over the four three four years do things that are low budget try to build through the draft um and that is what i think this team is i think i think that's a good sign is that there's this realistic expectation of hey we're not going to be great this year. We will probably be a bottom 2 3 team. So with that, there's no reason to sign a ton of players. There's no reason to spend a ton of money. Let's just make some That's let's, 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 like you said, fill in some holes and go from there and really focus on just development this year. Get a decent draft class, get some guys to hit and let's just focus on the future. The future is not next year. The future is probably not in 2 years. The future's 3 4 years down the road. And let's and let's focus on that instead of trying to pretend that we're going to be something next year that everyone knows we're not going to be.
1: I 100% agree. So that that leads us into talking about a kind of a controversial topic, I, at least in my opinion, I think, of Kyler Murray. Yeah. And if he is the franchise quarterback for the Cardinals, if he deserved the massive contract that he got I think that there's a lot of fans who are for it and a lot of fans that are against it it's been very very hot and cold when it comes to people's reactions to that what are your thoughts I
0: oh gosh I I mean so okay Kyler's 25 got drafted in 2019 so so he's played three years in the league four years three years he's played
1: yeah, since twenty nineteen.
0: Twenty nineteen. So this was his sorry. So this was his fourth year. He started all sixteen games his first two years. Then he got hurt in twenty twenty one. Hurt in twenty twenty two. He's on the smaller side. He, again, there was I think well documented. Anyone can go out and read of just issues that he's had, whether it was with Kingsbury or just teammates around him. So, and, and what, what I hate is that we, his contract hasn't even kicked in yet. We picked up his fifth-year option, and then he signed a five-year, two hundred thirty-point-five million-dollar extension, hundred sixty million being guaranteed. So you compare that to the rest of the league. The only two dudes that have that next, no, so not this coming year in twenty, yeah, in twenty twenty-four. The only two dudes that will have bigger contracts: Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. Dak Prescott. And I think you can assume Lamar. I think those are three guys who yeah, you assume think, will probably he's have He's
1: definitely looking for that kind of money.
0: Yeah, so I think I, I think he'll probably be right there. He'll probably get it. So in 2024, he's going to have a 51.8 million dollar contract hit.
1: Oh, and, and I, I'm looking at the same list that you are here. He's making what is it five five more million dollars per year, or at least in the, in the, this next year than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Just won the Super Bowl. Who's been to the AFC Championship game five years in a row? And I think I think that's why a lot of people are so against the signing, at least for that amount of money, is because what has he accomplished yet? Now I'm not I'm not dogging on him. I'm just saying, okay, Patrick Mahomes just won the Super Bowl. He's won what three titles now? Two. He's won two, two. titles. So he's won been two to three titles. Super Bowls. Won two. And he's making forty six, almost forty seven million a year. Yeah. Okay. Then you got then next above him. You got Josh Allen, who's very good quarterback, seems to always fall short in the playoffs, which you know there's a lot of different factors that But he's, he's, but, he's but
0: he's but he has been to the playoffs multiple times consistent, and has won games.
1: Consistent. has won games. The, we can't even that's the key. And I
0: know it's not all on Kyler getting the playoffs. Right. I, I, I know right. that, but it's we get there, he goes nineteen to thirty-four, 137 yards, two picks. We just flame out. Just, I mean, again, I, obviously,
1: a whole team, the whole team, yes, just didn't show yes. up, but that doesn't help.
0: <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't help when you're, when you're, who is was being paid as a top, top tier quarterback in the league is atrocious. And again, I'm not going to blame it all on Kyler. There's a lot of issues.
1: But, well, because think about the second, second uh, highest paid quarterback, Dak Prescott. He's in the exact same boat. Yeah, he got a, a lot of money and. What have they done come playoff time? Yep, yep. I, he, he's he's kind of in that same same situation. So it's not just Kyler.
0: <laughs> it's not. It, it's really not. I mean, even the guy. If you look at it, the top three quarterbacks: Deshaun Watson. Who who knows what? When he came back last year. Wasn't great. I mean, again, he'd been off for a year and a half. But it's like there's no guarantee that he's going to be this amazing quarterback
1: and worth sixty, almost sixty four million.
0: <laughs> yep. Then Dak again. Same issues Then Kyler Then it's going to be Stafford Who's going to go into What his age 38 Season He's he's getting up there in ages And then you have Josh Allen Getting paid less Patrick Mahomes Getting paid less Just I mean Justin Herbert's on That would be the You you assume that Herbert and Burrow Will get big contracts That's the last year Their deal So you assume that They're going to be getting Pretty close They're going to Trevor Lawrence is going to Get up there Absolutely. But, man, it's like the fact that we're going to be paying. I, I, no, regardless, let's say Lamar gets a bigger contract. So, Kyler's sitting at the fourth biggest contract. And then you think Herbert and Burrow probably each get big contracts. So, at best, he's the sixth best paid quarterback. I, he, I, he's not, to me, the sixth best quarterback in the league.
1: No, no. I Yeah, I but, would agree with that. I don't think that that's... Yeah, I, I just think that the money... That's being paid to him doesn't necessarily equate to what has been accomplished yet. Now, obviously he's got a track record, you know. You go back to high school, he was undefeated. Yep. You go to college, he he lost very few games, yep. won the high school, they went to the playoff. Great team. So no one doubts that the, that that he has the skill set, he has the tools to be able to command that type of money. But what we've seen in the NFL is a lot of it is Prove it. Like, you have to win here in this league to command that kind of money. You can't just say, hey, look at my resume, look at college, look at high school. You know, that doesn't work there. You have to prove yourself in the NFL. So that's why I think there's a lot of heat on him and other quarterbacks who aren't living up to the kind of contracts that they're demanding.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, realistically, you think about it. So you look at his best season was in 2020. So he played all 16 games his second year. We went 8 and 8. He threw four, he threw he attempted five hundred fifty eight passes, sixty-seven point two percent pass rate or percentage, completion percentage, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Just under four thousand yards, twenty-six TDs, twelve interceptions. But he also ran and what I think what I think is what people got really excited about is he ran for eight hundred and nineteen yards. Eleven TDs. But now he's coming he's gonna be coming off of it torn, torn ACL, torn MCL. I can't remember which one it was. Torn, tore his knee up. ACL, yeah. Tore, yep, tore his ACL. Um, so you you definitely think his running's not gonna be the same. That you don't want his running to be the same. You don't want him to again non-contact injury. He didn't get hit. Just knee, his knee just gave out. He's only gonna be getting older. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's twenty-five. But again, it's you. You saw guys. You look at. You look at russell wilson who you kind of think i think people kind of equated them to being the same i think people said kyler's a lot more athletic but it's like Wilson doesn't run the ball anymore no doesn't, doesn't run doesn't. at all and he's completely fallen off and so to me if you could somehow find a way if, if you have the number one draft pick next year again i'm a usc fan i love cj williams if you have the number one pick next year you figure out i think i think you draft cj williams regardless of what you can do with Kyler I think you draft him and then you pray you can just trade Kyler away I I, I don't see you I don't think, see, you think there's
1: a team out there that would want him
0: you, you probably have to eat a ton of that salary <laughs> that's
1: the thing if you, you would have to probably pay a lot of the salary for anybody to take that on
0: you probably are looking at paying a hundred million of it oh, man. which doesn't sound great but I no. I just think you look at I think you compare Kyler. To C.J. Williams, C.J. I think he has all the same athleticism. He's not going to be as fast. The dude can run. The dude can is elusive. He's a lot bigger.
1: Well, I think that's the key. That he's elusive. Like yes, you could have you could have blazing speed, but he has certain a certain elusiveness to him that makes it super hard to hit him. Like he did not yep. take very many very hard hits. You know? No,
0: never. He oh, and he was getting down at the right time. I I just think, I think you be the other one pick next year. I, I think unless someone is giving you. Four first rounders, five first rounders, plus more. I mean, just a King's Hall. And maybe that's what the Cardinals are are draft are, are banking on is the fact that we will have their own pick. We yeah. can trade this away for everybody. We can get we can essentially own a team's first round picks for the next five years for them to draft CJ Williams. I don't see how you don't draft them unless you're getting four minimum four first rounders. I don't understand how you don't draft CJ Williams and you figure it out.
1: Well, maybe maybe that's the game plan. I mean, obviously you don't go into a season knowing that you're going to tank or, yeah. or or aiming to tank even though you 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 know you might actually be thinking that. But maybe that's the that's part of the game plan, finishing with the number 1 pick and putting that leverage out there. Hey, maybe we could take this guy, this quarterback. Yep. You know, you'll get a lot of teams that are going to need a quarterback or that are in a situation where they're trying to better their, their quarterback and like you said maybe they're willing to give up a lot of first round picks maybe they're willing to give up players and picks and yeah. it helps speed up your, your rebuild so maybe you dangle that out there now I think we're we all kind of assuming that the Cardinals are probably going to end up with the worst record <laughs> yeah I think there's a big assumption there I don't <laughs> think it's wrong I maybe, think... maybe it's not a big assumption maybe yeah, it's more I... of a fact but <laughs> We'll see.
0: We'll yeah, see. I think, to me, I think if you have the chance to draft C.J. Williams, then I think you take it, and and Kyler's just not the quarterback of the future. If you don't, if you fall the, let's say you win a couple games, you win three games, four games, I don't really see how we win, like, considering we won three games with Kyler last year, like, I don't really think we're going to win many more, but... No. So if you if you don't have that first pick, then yeah, then you just okay. Kyler's the quarterback of the future. That's what, it is what it is. But I think I I think we're gonna get to a point with Kyler, and again, it just, it all depends on this new coaching staff, new new GM, how we can work things. But it's just it just to me right now in this moment, I would say he's not the quarterback of the future. But unless we get the number one pick next year. He's kind of defaulted because i i don't see how you trade kyler away unless you have top i mean unless you have a for sure as much as you can have a for sure backup in cj williams i I just don't think you you trade away Kyler you you just hey this is gonna be our quarterback maybe in the last year's contract we can get rid of him but i think i think you're just stuck with him unless you have a for sure okay this guy looks like he's going to be all all NFL top 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 quarterback can take us to multiple cha- NFC championship games. I don't think you can't you you can't get rid of Kyler because
1: yes no I and I think the only way like you said the only way you would get rid of Kyler is if you had the next Tom Brady the yeah. next the next you know cert, Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes certified superstar that you I mean obviously you're not gonna know that it's gonna work out that way but, yeah because I mean. We saw that with with, I mean, maybe there wasn't a super a huge amount of hype around him, but with Josh Rosen when they when they picked him, he was one of those quarterbacks lumped in with okay, these three or four quarterbacks should mm-hmm. be the future of the NFL or should be good stars here in the next you know and and I don't even know where he is now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. It, it, it happens. It has, sometimes it's just the luck of the draw, you know. And obviously, one of the greatest example. You look at Tom Brady, who was drafted in what the sixth round, like. Yep. So you never really know if it's truly going to work out. Obviously, the odds are a lot better and higher if these high draft picks of, of it working out. But um, I'm, I wanted to talk about this this year. Obviously, Kyler out with the, the torn ACL. He's probably not expected back until almost midway, midway through the season.
0: Yeah, at the earliest, I think.
1: And we're operating with, as of right now, Colt McCoy and David Blau are... <laughs> Yeah. Quarterbacks Ooh. on the roster. Exciting. Colt Exciting McCoy, days. Cole McCoy is 36, 37. Yeah, something which, like that. Which I've, I've liked him, and I, I think he's a good veteran voice and a good backup quarterback that we've had who's who's been able to mentor Kyler a little bit, if Kyler's accepting of that. Yep. Um, but I don't – it's not a sustainable method of having a 36, 37-year-old backup quarterback thrust into a starting role – and expect any kind of success.
0: Yeah, not at all. And then what, David Blaus, 27 undrafted. He
1: just got re signed to like a small deal.
0: Yep. Yeah. I think, again, I think this season, I would be surprised if Kyler comes back and maybe he comes back and plays a couple games towards the end. But realistically, we're going.
1: Well, ca- well and, and that's the thing. Sorry to interrupt you. That's the thing, too, is it, what if he, he gets to the point where he's ready to come back and we haven't won a game? Or we've won one game or two games. Do you even bring him back?
0: Yeah. Do you even bring I him back? You... And do you, and if he if he wants to come back, let's say he comes back and he can win a couple games. Well, does that let's say we're competing for that number one seat, that number one pick? Do you bring him back and put that in jeopardy? Unless unless you're so far locked into it because you've won no games and someone has won three games, it's like you bring him back with and run the risk of hey he galvanizes the team he wants to show that he's ready to go that he is this elite top tier franchise quarterback and then does he win you two out of four games and then you screw you out of the first the first pick yes like Uh, yeah there's a lot to consider there yeah it'll be a lot it'll be really interesting to see um, but we're going to take a quick break and then when we get back we are going to talk about the upcoming draft All right, everybody, back from our break. So, like we said, we wanted to now kind of shift shift topics, talk about the draft. First, want to kind of go over just first first 10 picks. Um, Obviously, the Cardinals are all going to be a part of those 10 picks. And right now, we're picking at three, but that can obviously change over the next coming month or so. But so let's go ahead down. I'll kind of give give you the floor first pick. Who do you think the Panthers are taking?
1: Panthers, I think they're taking one of those quarterbacks. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think if if it were me, I think they would probably take CJ Stroud. Yeah, out of Ohio State, I think he might be probably. I don't think I wouldn't say far and away the first the first pick, but I think he's definitely uh, definitely the favorite. Um, you got you got Bryce Young too, but I definitely think the Panthers are going to go for C. CJ Stroud.
0: Yeah, I I think you look at it, and I think people have talked about, you look at um, the history of their head coach. Uh, He he likes bigger quarterbacks. He likes taller guys. Bryce, CJ Stroud, 6'3", 214 pounds. Bryce Young, 5'10". And I know at the combine he weighed in over 200 plus, but I think everyone said, like, he plays in the 190s. So you're looking at, again, I think, what, he's shorter than Kyler?
1: And at the very least, they're like the same height.
0: Yeah, Kyler Kyler's at five ten, but two oh seven. So I think they're the same height, but I think people realize, I think Kyler's just naturally a little heavier, yes. that a little bit bigger, a little have the slightly a better body to take the NFL hits. Yes, but I agree. I think either way, first two picks: C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, barring something absolutely wild happening. So then you come to the Cardinals.
1: <laughs> okay, so so I wanted to talk about this because I think if the Cardinals don't end up drafting Will Anderson out of Alabama. I think it's going to be a mistake. And here's why. I looked back at the 2003 NFL draft, okay? That was the year that a lot of the hometown people will recognize that from uh, for ASU. That was the year that Terrell Suggs was available. Yep. He was coming out in the draft, had a hell of a career at ASU. That was the year that the Cardinals were selecting 6th overall. Okay, They ended up trading down, and they got two first-round picks. So they got 17th and 18th overall pick. So they forfeited the chance of getting Terrell Suggs. He ended up going, I think, 10th to the, the Ravens. Yep. And, and we know how his career turned out. <laughs> yeah, monster okay. career. Monster career, going to be a Hall of Famer. Like The guy was incredible. Okay, The two picks that the Cardinals used were Bryant Johnson...
0: Oh, legendary career. Yeah, exactly. And
1: Calvin Pace. Who you could argue, okay, Calvin Pace had a decent career. I looked up both of them. So Bryant Johnson was with the Cardinals for five years. Okay? Never heard of it. Basically his his rookie contract plus one year. Okay? I think he was out of the league by 2011.
0: Hold on. We're going to play a game right now. I don't know what position he played. So,
1: exactly. Brian Johnson okay. I,
0: sounds like an offensive guard.
1: Close. I mean, he's, off, he's on the offensive he's side. On, he's on, okay.
0: <laughs> he's on the line, at least. On the line. Okay.
1: No, yeah, he wasn't a lineman, actually. He was a wide receiver. Oh, wait. What? A wide receiver. <laughs> what? That's exactly. Exactly. Okay?
0: I hear Brian Johnson, I think, big white boy from Nebraska.
1: You would think. You would, you would think, okay? wide so, receiver.
0: Wow! Oh my god! Wide
1: receiver. He was drafted out of Penn State, and the first thing that I'm reading on now, this is from Revenge of the Birds. I like I like reading a lot of yeah. their their stuff. First thing it says under his name as a, as part of the synopsis, the Cardinals reached a little bit on the Penn State product. <laughs> now, obviously, reached. that's that's not you know saying anything bad about the guy. It's like, but this is the point that I wanted to bring up. So they they, they drafted him, and then they drafted Calvin Pace. Okay. 18th overall. Again, in the synopsis, it says the cards again reached on a guy who had an early second round projection. So they, they took guys that were projected to go early second round in the middle of the first round. Calvin Pace, I think, ended ended up uh, leaving the league in like 2014. So he had a couple more years than Brian Johnson. Yeah. But are either of those guys going to have a Hall of Fame resume? Or are either, either of those guys going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame? No. No. Now, I'm not saying that it's a given that Will Anderson is going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, but he's one of those generational talents that you just can't pass up. So I, yep. I think I think the reason why I'm just so passionate about this is that I don't want to see that happen again, where we have a Terrell Suggs on the board. It's a it's literally a a 99.9 percent surety that he's going to be good, and we pass that up.
0: Yeah, and, and I think the big thing too is. I think if you trade back, I mean realistically, I don't think I don't think you can go past four. I think if you trade back to the Colts, they're because they want a quarterback, you can still get Will Anderson. Yes. Because if you go back, if you trade to seven, because I think that would be the next most reasonable spot is is the Raiders wanting to move up, draft their quarterback of the future, you have this you so you still have the Colts in there, so they most likely grab a quarterback. Yes. if if their guy is still on the board. Let's say it's either Anthony Richardson or Will Levis from Kentucky. So let's assume, let's just take an assumption that all four quarterbacks are gone in the first four picks. I think that's, I actually don't know if that would happen because let's say the Colts really want Richardson. Raiders come up and grab him. They don't really like Levis that much. They trade out to someone who either wants it or they just go, okay, cool. We'll grab Will Anderson.
1: That's true.
0: Best case scenario, you have four quarterbacks gone right there. Even if you don't, unless the Seahawks at five like the last quarterback that's remaining and they're thinking, hey, this is we're in a great position because we can draft a quarterback here and then we can sit him and we don't have to start him right away because this is a pick that they got from the Broncos.
1: Because they just re-signed Geno and, and they didn't yep. do too bad last year.
0: Yep. But, but So maybe you get there, but he's, he's not getting past the Lions. He's, no. he's not, 100% not getting past the Lions. So I think I, I'm 100% agree with you. The only position you trade back with is with the Colts. Because you still are guaranteeing you get Will Anderson. Because if you don't, and you and let's say you get so okay, so you draft either Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech or Jalen Carter. And I feel like Jalen Carter is going to drop like a rock in the draft. I know his, his film is great. The dude came in so his office. So i think last week we I, I think i incorrectly stated they were waiting on his his legal issues actually that got taken yeah. care of earlier he's one year probation he came into the george's george's pro day nine pounds more than what he weighed at the combine and people were saying he was out of breath and couldn't finish drills like you know this is coming and you can't i know he has a ton of legal stuff so maybe that's weighing on him but it's like literally weighing on him but like you you got to think boy this is your chance to impress people show people hey okay this is all behind me it's in the past i'm good to go and you and i know pro days people say and you listen to like mel kuiper who i really like a lot um he they'll say like hey pro days don't mean anything unless you're really bad unless your pro days awful
1: it's just absolutely horrible
0: yeah a pro day can't help you it can only hurt you and it's like you look at Jalen carter i think that hurt him a lot but okay so so come back so we have we're saying cj stroud off the board at one Bryce Young off the board at two let's just say for all intents and purposes no trades have happened yet so Will Anderson at three at four you're the Colts are you taking Anthony Richardson or are you taking Will Levis or are you going a different direction
1: um I'm actually leaning toward the Colts going after Lamar I think that could throw a wrench into things. That
0: could. I mean that's a huge thing Because well, I
1: think I think as of right now, I think the Colts are the odds on favorite to land Lamar.
0: But you did you just see what Jim Mercy came out with I think this morning and had some things saying that he thinks paying quarterbacks huge guaranteed contract and maybe maybe it's just the front, maybe he's trying to throw people off. Could be. Could be. But you gotta think, I mean you gotta think if you're the Colts, you had how many years did paint and play there? 20 years? Like, oh, not, maybe not 20. Long, he played, long, you, you had a long time. But you com- you combine Hall of Fame quarterback with Andrew Luck, who if he's probably played the rest of his career, probably wins a Super Bowl at some point. He was really good. You you went through, let's just say, 20-ish years of elite quarterback play to what they have experienced now. Just duds. I wouldn't be surprised. I know Ursy said, oh, I don't. I think setting the precedent of, of guaranteed contracts is bad. But man, like if they sign Lamar Jackson, like that's crazy and that's huge.
1: (laughs) If they don't sign Lamar, I think maybe they would probably go after Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I know. I think they. (coughs) Excuse me. I know. I think Will Levis is ranked a little higher, at least on the one that I'm looking. I'm looking at um, Pro Football Focus right now. Yep. I think they have Will Levis ranked a little higher, but I think the overall ability and the Measurables of Anthony Richardson I think are more impressive for people. Yeah. I, he literally is, I think, I remember seeing the size from the combine. He's literally like Cam Newton's size, but he's faster. He's got bigger hands than, than uh, I forget who the comparison was, but so, basically all his measurables are like off the charts. Now, that doesn't mean anything unless they can put it together, but yeah. I, I think the NFL and that whole culture, they've become so uh, um, with the combine with all these measurables that may or may not even translate to the actual game on the field but it's just become this huge hyped up thing you know
0: <laughs> yeah no i agree and and i kind of i agree i think anthony richardson would be kind of the the next logical pick um he he has all the measurables the guy's a machine in terms of just his speed his arms a cannon everyone says he has the best arm in the in the the, uh out of all four quarterbacks his accuracy was was trash and i think
1: not great i think
0: people he was 53 percent 53.8 completion percentage i think josh allen has given teams false hope that like because he josh allen had a real rough completion percentage but he's Turned it around, but I think that's I think that's actually he's an anomaly. I don't think that's actually you see that on average. It
1: doesn't happen every time. No, absolutely no, not.
0: but so but he threw for twenty five hundred yards, seventeen TDs, nine picks, hundred three rushing attempts, six hundred fifty four yards. So I mean, the dude can run, the dude can throw, and you think about that game. I remember watching the first game of the season. They played Utah, yeah. in the swamp, yep. huge game. And Utah's good. Utah was good. I think people. Utah's I think a very good team. I think people thought like, oh man, Utah might not be good. Utah was. Really good this year, very very good team. And then okay, Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson, just monster breakout game. But then his next game was either next game or the game immediately after, just just dog water. I mean, just not good. And so it's, I think he he kind of runs hot and cold.
1: No, yeah, I I think so too. I think I think and I think the comparison runs a little deeper. Like like I said, he he compares to Cam Newton and. Yep. We saw that one year Cam Newton was in an MVP like yep. season, incredible talent, and then dropped off. Like So it, it, he's kind of got that type of potential where it's like he could be really good and be a problem for defenses, or it just doesn't work out. Yeah. You know?
0: No, I agree. So, so we got Anthony Richards going for the Colts. So we'll kind of knock out these next couple pretty quick. So you have the Seahawks, like I said, got the pick from the Broncos. Um, I think it makes sense to go Tyree Wilson, the next best Ed rusher, Ed rusher in, in the draft. Then you have the Lions at six; they're picked from the Rams. And here, I think where are people are slating Jalen Carter, how far? How, that's how far he will fall.
1: Uh, yeah, I can see that. Um, so one example that I was seeing was a couple, a few years ago. I'm forgetting, blanking on which which draft it was, but Larry Metunsel. Yep, yep. If you, if you remember the whole thing, he came out of Ole Miss, I
0: believe. Yes, Ole Miss.
1: The whole thing with that picture that came out of him with the the bomb, the, the bong mask on, the yeah, mask on and everything, literally came out like an hour, or two yeah, hours before right the draft. before the draft. He drops the success story though for him is I think he just signed yes. the, the biggest deal for a tackle. tackle. Yep, and he, he signed and
0: it and he was his own his own agent too. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So I mean, it can be turned around. So for for Jalen Carter, the there's no denying the talent is there. Mm-hmm. They can figure out this this legal stuff and everything. He's gonna be a handful for whoever whoever he has to he has to face.
0: Yeah, and I think what I think if you're if you are a Lions fan and they draft Jalen Carter, I think you have the best head coach for him in, in Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, he's gonna gonna take no nonsense guy. He's gonna you're gonna either shape up or you're you're gonna be out. And so I think if Dan Campbell, I think if they come to him and say, hey, this is we're looking at Jalen Carter. I think he has to give that the okay on that cuz I think he thinks he can work with him.
1: Absolutely. No. And then so so then that leads us to the Raiders. Assuming that no no trades happen or anything, the Raiders here are still I I think that they're probably going to look at a quarterback. I know that they have Garoppolo, but I don't think he's the long-term solution. Yep. Um however, I do think maybe that they could just ride with him and maybe they take Witherspoon out of Illinois.
0: Yeah, I could see Witherspoon, Illinois. Out of Illinois, I could see either Paris Johnson, tackle out of Ohio State, or Peter. And I'm not going to even try that last name, <laughs> offensive tackle out of Northwestern, because I, I think I'm, I'm a pseudo Raiders fan as well. I, I've always followed the Raiders. I was born in California, so I kind of have some some California allegiances. But I, I think I don't love Will Levis. I don't. I watched him play quite a bit this year. I don't think. He, I think if you draft him, he becomes just another kind of oh ho hum quarterback. I I don't think he's to me. I wouldn't draft him. Being a somewhat Raiders fan, I hope we we get either Weatherspoon or one of the two tackles.
1: I think I did see him play a little bit, and I think I I think that he shouldn't be drafted that high. I agree. Yeah. I think if he's going to be drafted, he might be maybe a second round pick. Yep. One of the or late first round. I don't think he was. He was. At least the times that I saw him, good enough to be a top five pick or even a top ten pick. So, I yeah, we'll, I, we'll see with the Raiders.
0: <laughs> I agree 100. percent So let's say let's say Will, Will Levis falls out. Let's say they get they grab for all intents purposes say they grab Weatherspoon. So then you have the Falcons at eight. Again, I think I think you see a lot of people here slate and again Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon. Um, there's also the cornerback. Um, out of now I'm blanking on it. He's he's out of Mississippi. Um Porter, I think. I think it's actually Joey Porter's kid. Yes. If I'm yes, not mistaken. I, I think believe
1: so.
0: I think what scares people off of him, I think the kid was a beast. I, I I I went back and watched some of his highlights. The kid's I mean, he hits hard. Sorry, not not out of Mississippi. He's out of Penn State. Kid hits hard. He's Joey he's Porter strong. Jr. Yep. Joey Porter Jr. Um so I think there's there's a lot of people who are like who like him and I think that could be a position where he goes as well.
1: Yeah, I, I could see that happening um, And then jumping on to the Falcons and the Falcons um, I think that they could maybe go I would think maybe an edge rusher. I'm think um, the guy that I'm looking at right here assuming that will Anderson and uh, Tyree Wilson are off the board at this point that Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. Yeah, I've seen that he is a crusher. Like this guy is, this guy's pretty crazy. Um, he's built like a truck. He's um, very fast too off the edge. So I think I could think I could see the Falcons doing that, trying to help beef up their defense. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's kind of hard to tell without being. Uh, you know, a super fan of any of these teams as far as what they're thinking, what their their team needs are, but I do believe that they probably go defensive side of the ball.
0: Yep. So then you have the, so then we got the last two picks. You got the, the the Bears at nine and the Eagles at 10. Bears, they probably could get. I mean, they probably need everybody. I think (laughs) there's one of those teams that they were drafting first. They need whoever they can get. I I think you just best position available. Eagles are in a really nice position. They have a Super Bowl contending team. So, again, I think they're also in a really nice position, in a better position than the Bears, but the Bears need anybody. I think the Eagles could go for their highest player on the board but i think they also have that position of hey who's the best player out there whether that's again there's maybe one of the cornerbacks fall does alignment fall does i don't really think they probably need jackson smith and, and jigba from ohio state the receiver but does somebody like um michael Meyer, tight end notre dame do they want to give hurt another hurts another option or do they look at nolan smith who he had 18 tackles last season. Edge rush out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. The guy ran what, like a four, three he nine? Was, he was quick at six fast. six two two forty. <laughs> I mean,
1: you just don't see that.
0: No, like, you don't see that athleticism. So they go, okay, hey, we can take a flyer on this guy. Uh, I, yeah, I think, I think you have options there.
1: Yeah, no, I, I can see that happening. And then uh, rounding it out with the Eagles, I. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at a couple of the free agents that they signed. They signed Rashad Penny out of Seattle. Who, yep. little side note, I watched him play at San Diego State, and um, it was the game that he played at ASU. I remember going to the game with my brother, and he gashed us for something like 200 yards, which ASU defense at the time wasn't you know top 10 in the country kind of thing. But I just remember my brother and I talking to each other and saying this guy's an NFL back. Like, this guy's going to yeah. be in the NFL. So I, I've always been a huge Rashad Penny fan. That guy is an incredible Sign him, in Cardinals. Guy. Scout. Yeah, Scout right. right here. Okay, so, Down so, Scout. so the Eagles signed him. They they re-signed uh, um, James Bradbury. They signed yep. Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox. So they signed a couple of defensive guys. However, they did lose quite a few defensive guys. They lost Javon Hargrave, Marcus Epps, Kaiser White, who came to the Cardinals. Yep. I could easily see because they still have Jalen Hurts. They still have A.J. Brown. Uh, Devonta Smith. Smith. They just signed Rashad Penny because they lost Miles Sanders. I could see the Eagles going defense as well.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think they're in a really good position right there that they can just kind of grab the best defensive player. Um, okay, so that's a, let's look at the top 10. So to kind of just finish out and round out the episode, we kind of want to come back on the Cardinals. So the Cardinals right now, they have the third pick, in, barring any trades. They have the third pick, they have the 34th pick. In the third round, they have the 66 and 96th. In the fourth round, they have the 105th. Fifth round, 168th. Round six, they have 182, 13. Again, that number can jump up, whether they trade back or if they trade Hopkins and they get a couple picks this draft. Um, we're not going to go through every pick. Neither of us are, are huge draft nerds in that sense. If we can go sixth round, I can make up some names. I can throw out some USC players. But, so talking about Will Anderson... Second rounder, and I I think just talking about the draft in general, I I was reading Sports Illustrated, um, they did team's needs, primary team needs, edge, D-line, cornerback, top three, and I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I think if you just get a defensive draft this year, we talked about it before, they've had drafts in the past where they're they're just not hitting on dudes. Isaiah Simmons is okay. Um, Collins is okay, who they drafted two years ago. I mean, you have dudes who are just okay. Like
1: Well, and those are guys that are like I remember watching Isaiah Simmons at Clemson and yeah. I was like, This guy's a baller, like he was incredible. And those guys, Zayvon Collins included, they've shown flashes where they can be mm-hmm. very good, but the consistency is still lacking. So I think the jury's still out and it may be waning at the moment. <laughs> yeah. If they don't show a little bit more consistency with it, but they they have shown that they can do it and they are very capable of doing it.
0: Yeah, I think I think literally outside of quarterback this year, outside of, of safety with Buddha. Yeah. I, I think you can go anywhere. I think and I think like I said, hitting the hitting the defense hard this this draft, because you're gonna need north you're gonna need another cornerback. You're gonna need linemen Linebackers, maybe you can get by. Maybe now with the defensive coach Gannon coming in, he can coach up Collins. He can coach up Simmons. Um, You have Kaiser White coming in, but yeah, I mean, your defensive line right now is looking pretty thin. Will Anderson would help that immensely.
1: Yeah, no. I so and I wanted to throw this out there too. I'm not opposed to trading back in the draft. I just don't think they should do it with their first pick. Yeah, I think the first pick, the number three pick, you go with Will Anderson. If you want to trade back with the second rounder or one of your third rounders and, and work out a trade, like I've done a couple of the, the pro football focus, like the mock draft simulators. There was a couple times on there where I traded the second round pick to another team, picked up two extra picks. I picked up like a third rounder and a fourth rounder. And I think in one instance, I even threw in an additional player too. So it's like you could swing something like that, I just don't want to do it with the first pick because I think this guy is a can't miss prospect.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Will Anderson can't miss. You look at the second rounder. So let's say we go edge first rounder. I think there's actually I think cornerback is there's some depth at cornerback this year. I think you could get a guy like like Ringo cornerback out of Georgia. Kids from kids from Arizona. Yeah, from tomorrow I think. Yep, yeah, yep, playing Serraro. I think you have like Cam Smith cornerback out of South Carolina. Um I think those are all easy targets. I I really like and he's smaller. He's 59 Clark Phillips cornerback out of Utah. Kids I watched him multiple times this year playing USC. He's a really really good cornerback. So I think there's definitely uh, to me if one of those guys is on the board at, with our second round pick and we, and we have it, I, I I hope we draft cornerback. I, you get someone you start replacing Byron Murphy immediately.
1: Well, especially because we lost... I mean, obviously, we lost Byron Murphy, but I saw that we lost two, um The guy I'm thinking of here... Um, Trayvon Mullen. We had him for a little bit. Yep. Remember, we got him, I think, in a trade from the Raiders. Uh, we lost him. He signed somewhere else, too. So, the cornerback room is very thin at the moment. So, yeah, I, I do agree with you. If we can find a cornerback with the second-round pick, maybe the third-round pick because you don't get too deep into that, and, and those prospects may be more, more raw and need a little more development. And, you know, projects, you know, and, and, yep. and maybe more – you might be reaching more, which I talked about that last time. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like the whole reaching aspect just to fill a need. But, but yeah, if you can get one in the second round, I think it's definitely a go. Go for that.
0: Yeah, and, again, too, you got to think – Maybe we trade back a little bit so we have two second rounders, or we trade Hopkins and, and at best we can get a second rounder out of that trade. Have a couple more, couple more, cracks at it. But yeah, I think I wouldn't be I would be super happy if the first round, second round, at least one of those third rounders, maybe the fourth rounder. If we went all defense and linemen, really like. People, I know, I know. People would say, "Oh, running backs a knee. Probably need. Probably maybe another receiver. Considering we we're going to probably lose Hopkins. You're relying on Marquise Brown, smaller, undersized guy. Uh, more out of Purdue, another smaller, undersized guy.
1: So, so maybe in that second round, maybe you go. Uh, I mean, who's to say he might be there? I think on Pro Football Focus, he's ranked right now at number thirty. So he, he could potentially be there. But the Jordan Addison at yeah. the USC." Very good wide receiver. He may not make it to number 34 where the cards are, but we've seen stranger things happen. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted, I forgot to mention something about the Hopkins trade. I don't think we necessarily have to trade him right away.
0: Yeah, that's I, true.
1: I think we do kind of hold a little bit of a leverage because he, he has two years left on his deal.
0: Yeah, I think something like that.
1: So I think these teams that are maybe trying to hold out a hope that we're trying to just unload him whenever we can, I think they're kind of playing it more of we are not forced to trade him just because he's wanted to trade or he wants out. We're not forced to, so we're not going to settle for less than what we think he's worth, which last I heard they were asking for a second-round pick and maybe a player too. Mm-hmm. So I think they, you know, if you can't get that kind of value for him, unless the team really wants him and they're willing to pay for him, you hang, you hang on to him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I don't think that's bad. And I think maybe if he can come out of the season, he's going to be the number one target, maybe he plays a little bit better, increases draft stock, um, or his trade his trade value. So, yeah, I don't think, I don't think we have to trade him. Um, at this point, it's not like we're going to be signing, we're not going to be able to use that money to sign other players that we need. I think we can hold out for him hold out till we get what we want maybe maybe on draft night there's someone says okay hey i missed out on the two, the the receivers i wanted okay let me trade for hopkins i think that's also a really realistic possibility of him. someone in late late first round early second hey the dudes who i'm hoping were here aren't here anymore okay <coughs> hopkins is probably the guy that people are going to be like okay this is who this is who's probably available who i could reasonably get
1: no, yeah, absolutely, I agree with that. The, the, the draft obviously brings a lot more clarity to it. So we yep. may, we may, could see him potentially be dealt draft day, or you know, one of the following days, or after the draft is settled and teams are looking at their their rosters. We could definitely see that. It's not out of the question.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> All right, everybody, that went a little long today, but I think it's just it's just always fun talking sports, talking Cardinals, draft. I mean football's always fun to talk about. Um
1: Maybe we should make it a two-hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> would, everybody, would everybody like that?
0: Or? Two hours. I, I think we could easily hit it too. That's the thing. I, I do not have any doubt that we could get two hours. All right. So we kind of wanted to sign off again the email if you have questions, want to ask something, it's off the bench with BND at Gmail. And then the Instagram again, that's off the be- off the bench. B and D. So no with in the in the Instagram. But yeah, thank again, thank you to everybody who's downloaded, who's listened. Please share the podcast. Come follow us. Hit us up. Ask us questions. We'd love to answer questions. Kind of interact with our fans more. Interact with the audience.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for supporting a couple of regular dudes. Yep.
0: Awesome. Thanks everybody.
1: See you.